Welcome to the Keep the Fire Burning Podcast. I'm your host, Bishop Elvin Thompson. And I'm your co-host, Lady Valerie Thompson. Today we sit down with Pastor Clarence and Lady Tamika Conigan from the Spirit in You Ministry, located in Lithonia, Georgia, as we discuss managing relationship challenges. Welcome back to the Keep the Fire Burning podcast with Elvin and Valerie Thompson. We're sitting here with Clarence and Tamika Conigan from Spirit in You Ministry out of Latonia, Georgia, and we are having an awesome conversation, man. I talked about this last night in Bible study. Uh, the grass always looks greener mm. on the other side. Mm. And I said this last night, um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but I said this last night, uh, Tamika, is that, uh, you know, I'm a yard man. I'm, I love cutting grass. I love working in the yard. It, I mean, it gives me a great deal of joy. I, it, it relaxes me. Um, and uh, I kind of get a little upset when anybody touch me. Y'all, I'm gonna be bothering my yard. I got it. I know how I like it, you know. And uh, and so I, I spend a lot of time fertilizing and aerating and 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 mowing and it, all that good stuff to try to make your yard look the best. And you know, I just like to go outside and look at it, you know. Uh, but uh, when I'm standing close up on it, I can always see. A weed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care how good a job I've done. I'm always disappointed standing right next to it. And I'm looking down and I'm seeing nothing. Man, look at that spot over there. Look at those mm-hmm. grass. The ants trying to come in over here. It, it, and so I can't appreciate it the mm-hmm. way I need to. And you look across at your neighbors and it's like, man, that's some pretty grass over there. That green grass over there, mm-hmm. you know. And so what I started doing years ago is I started walking across the street after I cut my grass and everything, and I take a picture of my grass from the other side. Mm. And wow. and then I look at it on my picture and say, man, that grass look good. Oh, that's my grass. And I think that's what we have to do in relationships sometimes. Take a step back and take a snapshot of that love that you have and 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 look at how great you really do have it. And you know, anybody can point out the bad stuff and you can see it so clearly when you're standing right there uh, in it. But when you take a step back and look at it from a distance, you start realizing that's some pretty good grass I got over there. And you realize that the grass over there ain't as green as your grass. We were just talking about unmet and unrealistic expectations coming into a marriage, and we've got to learn to manage that. You, you have to learn to manage those expectations and realize uh, that uh, your marriage is unique, as we said a moment ago, and your marriage is going to be different. But most of all, remember, your marriage is what you make it. It's, it's what you make it. At the end of the day, uh, what you put into your marriage is what you're going to get out of that marriage. And both people have got to uh, bend a little bit and come off of, um, of those expectations that you had. In a, it's all right to expect someone to love you, to cherish you, to be there for you, 
It's, you know, all these things are godly things. These are biblical qualities. You know, when we read um, uh, in Corinthians and the love chapter and you talk about, you know, what love is, it tells you the things that are realistic. These are realistic expectations about what we should expect from someone we love. And, you know, things outside of the word of God are unrealistic because there's nothing in God's word that he would ask us to do that we cannot do. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. And so I, I want you all to have hope out there and, and know that if you, uh, if you have your expectations lined up with the word of God, lined up with God and you grow together and you give your relationship an opportunity and time to grow. It can be a beautiful thing. I've been married to this wonderful lady 36 years this year. It's coming in September. It's right around the corner, Valerie. It won't be long. We got to go somewhere. I don't know where we're going this year, but I'm telling you right now, it's been a year and I'm going somewhere. <laughs> going we're going to have a great time. <laughs> we, you know, uh, we went to, uh, was it last year? No, a couple years ago, we went to uh, the Grand Canyon. Y'all, have y'all ever been there? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Grand Canyon is so amazing, and uh, we stayed. Uh, where did we stay at? In Sedona. Yes, Sedona. We stayed in Sedona and then drove from Sedona up through Flagstaff and up to the Grand Canyon. But I'm telling you right now, Sedona is a beautiful place by itself. Mm -hmm. Sedona, my God, man! And the hotel we stayed at uh, was a spa place and. My God, the mountains all around you, and you wake up to them, and you, didn't you have a good time, Valerie? I had a great time, and we were there for like five days, yes. but the time flew by, mm -hmm. it just flew by, but we we spent the whole day in Sedona, mm -hmm. and we realized that we could just spend the whole time there, too, and yeah. had a great, you know, anniversary, but we, you know, took the time, we went to the Grand Canyon, mm -hmm. we did some shopping, which is oh, always yeah. fun. Met <laughs> some great people. Great people, and everywhere we go, we have an opportunity to meet some wonderful people and have some dialogue. People that we may not always agree with them, and they certainly don't always agree with us. But it's just something about meeting different people and you know communicating and talking to different people, and especially when everybody's out for the same thing, just to enjoy life and just want to go out there and enjoy uh, what God has created. So we've enjoyed that, and I hope that couples uh, that listen to us that you make time to go out and spend time together it doesn't have to be on a long trip it doesn't have to be the grand canyon you can make whatever you do a grand occasion so we've talked about now unmet and unrealistic expectations let's talk a little bit about one of the issues that i've seen in in, in, in marriages uh, and certainly i'm going to be very transparent you know coming into uh, our marriage you know i didn't grow up with the healthiest of financial uh, literacy. I didn't, you know, so that which was in front of me, man, was always debt. <laughs> my mom and dad was awesome. I loved them, loved them, loved them to life. Praise be to God, amen. Uh, uh, but make no mistake about it, uh, we weren't talking about let's make sure we got a good strong savings account and all this. We were talking about, okay, let's uh, make sure the water cut on this time. And, you know, so I didn't grow up with all of the best um, uh, examples. 
And so I brought that into the uh, relationship. Uh, my spending habits was crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was just absolutely, I don't know how she put up with me. <laughs> I, you know, I had that, you know, seafood thing. You know, seafood, buy food. Mm-hmm. It's what I, you know. <laughs> and, and But it's not just me. Many people come into the relationship and you have some who are savers and you have some who are spenders. You have those who are, are wiser uh, uh, economically and dealing with finances. And you, know, and you have to discover that in a relationship because finances have the ability to just shipwreck uh, a relationship. You all just talking about, uh, you, you know, you got married, started ministry, then you had a new job, then you lost a new job and all. Man, that, that right there, for some people, especially today, Valerie, that right there will cause people to get a divorce. Yes. It, 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 immediately. I know right now many couples that if that happens to them within that stage of marriage, they'll be ready to walk away. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done already. How did you all navigate that challenging time financially? Uh, uh, during that time? Um, well, for me, Elvin, so I, when we got married, I had I already had a home and, you know, I had a job of my own or whatever and I had a car. And growing up, my mom always told me, you know, no matter what you do, you make sure you have a house to live in and you have a car to get back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. So that was always my, you know, mentality. No matter what I, if I can't get my hair done, I can't, you know, go out and do this, go shopping or whatever, I'm going to pay my rent, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to make sure I pay my car note, my insurance, you know, so that I can yes. keep up with what she taught me. Wise And woman. so when we got married and we had, you know, that, that challenge came up, it really wasn't. Um, we were blessed because I, I had already had the home. I had already had the job. I was already maintaining at least that portion of mm-hmm. it. So, um, and I knew that he was not the type of man that was just going to lay around. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what God was doing, you know, at the time, I knew that I didn't have a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. So it was okay in my mind for me to work you know, because I worked for the first two years and he didn't. Mm-hmm. I paid all the bills. If the little offering we did get for the church fell short, I paid the rent for the church. Mm-hmm. I paid tithes mm-hmm. out of my pocket. I paid all, you know, maintained everything that I could. Yes. And, you know, but I just, I don't know. God was just working in it because he provided. He made sure that we had what we needed and. You know, I just, I I guess I just believed in what I had. Oh, that's really good. Yes. And so I knew that it's only a matter of time. You know, I knew that the most important thing for us at the time was, you know, let him get, you know, this ministry established the way that God is leading him. He was taking time to study. He was taking, you know, and then as I worked, he still, he went to the grocery store. He cooked dinner every day. You know, he cleaned the best way he knew how. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not always <laughs> the best way he knew how. You know, but <laughs> he did the best way he, you know, so he, I mean, he would walk to the store, 
and mm-hmm. walk home with groceries because mm-hmm. I drove the car to work. Yes. You know, so he did things to make it better. Right. You know, it wasn't like he was just laying around. And, there you go. You know, that got your wife out working and, you know, things like that. And, you know, we even had people, you know, like in my family and stuff, he ain't working, what he doing, da-da-da-da-da, you know, putting that all in my head. Talk and I would have to it. defend him and say, you know, this is, you know, we, we got an understanding. We, mm-hmm. You know, this is what we make, decided to do. And, you know, I know he's not the type of man that's going to lay around and take advantage mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, this is what, you know, God has got us doing right now. And, you know, that's just what we did. And, you know, I think through the... um. I guess you would say the relationship that we were developing with each other, you know, we were able to navigate through, you know, that, you know, those challenges where, you know, you got other people talking in your ear and things like that. And you, you know, we could, we could lean on each other and, you know, talk to each other and encourage each other. And, you know what I'm saying? Where we didn't have to um, go outside of that. You know, and yeah. all that That's stuff wonderful. to get in the way of what we were doing. And you were a team through it all. You were mm-hmm. still working together. Mm-hmm. And you both had that great faith in God mm-hmm. and also faith in your relationship, what you have mm-hmm. and what you're, you know, becoming as a couple. Absolutely. That, that's an awesome um, testimony there. And I will tell you, uh, Tamika, that, you know, this is absolutely uh, important that women uh, hear this, uh, you know, that, you know, you went through that challenge. Uh, yeah, that's just me. Uh, you went through that challenge, uh, and yet, you know, you did it with dignity and you and with honor, and you continued to honor your marital vows. You honored your husband even through that and through the challenge of other people saying negative things, you made sure to continue to honor and respect that man, even in the midst of that. And I'm telling you, for a man, that right there means more than anything else. For a man to go through a rough spot, which is already a challenge, when he knows that I'm supposed to be trying to bring the bread in and be the breadwinner, and I can't right now, for whatever the reason is, and yet to know that I've got a wife who is there continuing to honor me as a man and to respect me and yes. to care enough to defend me um, to others. Listen, that man will try to move mountains on behalf of that woman. The moment I told my wife when um, we first uh, got married, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of nothing, to tell you the truth. And But I told, I told my wife, that if you stick with me, if you just stick with me, the things that I can't get you today, they're going to come a day that whatever you want, I'm going to be able to do it for you. And God blessed me with this woman to stick beside me just like you have done for him, Tamika. And she stuck with me through rough points. And I mean, we moved all the way out of state with a U-Haul and had no place to live. Mm-hmm. And yet she didn't say, well, I'm going back home to my mama. Or, you know, I can't believe you got me out here like this or anything like that. You know what? She always looked at me and made me feel like, you a man. I know you got it. And if this thing going to turn around and you can believe that gave me that inspiration and that push that I needed 
um, uh, to turn things around with the help of God. And so when I tell people now, when you see what you see within our relationship now, it, it, it's because my wife can get anything she want now. And the reason why she can get it now is because when I couldn't do it, she didn't make me feel bad. She didn't treat me bad. She didn't treat me like I was less than. She never complained. She never looked at me in a different. And that is what I'm hearing from you, um, Tamika. And, and, and Clarence, that had to, man, make you feel good. And you had to know then, man, I got the right one. Oh yeah, I always knew I had, had got the right, uh, the right one, and and we were being tested. I believe we were being tested back in those in those times, and she never got upset, never got angry. She would look and say, "Well, I don't know how we're gonna do this." Mm-hmm. She did never throw accusations or anything like that, and I would always let her know because at that time I was. Really, I had to hear from God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to really hear from God. And, and I knew what I was going through. I knew he sent me here. She was established. Mm-hmm. But I knew he wasn't going to allow me to just fall on what she established right. to establish what he has sent me here to do. Yes. And um, as you said, uh, Bishop, you said, uh, you know, you look at how God has blessed us now, yes. but this has all come through her faith, and 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 she was growing, and and she was coming into it. She was a babe in Christ. Uh, she wasn't raised up apostolic. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She didn't know anything about this faith mm-hmm. when we got married. Yes. Uh, so, but the one thing that was always uh, asked of her was she was asked of me, I should say, was. How do they keep preaching this stuff and never tell you how to do it? <laughs> and so that was always uh, the what I would open up as God would give me the revelation, yes. open up the scriptures to her, teach the word, and she was starting to hear. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that really took the weight off of the struggle mm-hmm. because the, the, the spiritual growth was outweighing the natural struggle. Yes, yes, and, yes. And uh, now I like it. she can receive pretty much. She can do anything. I tell her, take trips, go whatever. I can't go. But she can do pretty much anything she wants to do now. Yeah, yeah that, is, that, that, that is an amazing um, story. And, and, and I hope that um, gives hope to some couples that are out there. Uh, if you build together, yes. if you just build together, there are going to be times when uh, one may not be up and the other one down. Uh, one is up, one is down. Uh, but, but if you support each other, if you stick together, in the toughest of times, the one thing I believe that would just totally destroy a couple is if one is in a, in a time of weakness in their life and if the other just throw them away or throw their weakness up at them daily and constantly, well, you're about to destroy that relationship totally because there is all, there, that person is already frail. They're already going through and then you come in, and the one who's supposed to support me, stand with me, you know that, for better, for worse, <laughs> sickness and in health. You know, it, that person, that person now is talking about, uh, I'm not gonna put up with this, I'm about to leave, I don't know if I'm gonna, I, I can't take this. All, and, I'm, and that person's already feeling like I'm doing all I know how to do. That is a recipe 
for a disaster. What do you think, Valerie? I absolutely agree. And everything that you have worked to build, by being negative like that, you're tearing it down. You're destroying your own home. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like, you know, a self-inflicted wound you that you're the, doing. Yeah, the Bible says that a foolish woman will tear her own house down. Yes. And don't we see that? It's, you, you don't be foolish and tear your own house down. Rather, you a man or a woman, don't tear your own house down brick by brick. And every day you negative, every day you complaining, every day you pointing out uh, issues. You know, you're not coming to the table with solutions. You come into the table with problems every day. You pointing out what a person is not doing, cannot do. Uh, you tearing your own house down brick by brick. You want to say something? Yeah, I think um, when you do exactly what you're saying, you, lo- you lose your opportunity to grow. You lose your yes. opportunity to grow. I, I agree. You lose that opportunity to grow. And I, I think that it's very important for everybody to understand that financial difficulties happen in marriage. You know, uh, you know, some people are into stocks and some people are into investing in other ways. You know, whatever the case may be, if you all just communicate, Sit down and have a plan together. Uh, you know, talk about it. And the wonderful thing about um, about it is that, you know, if you talk together, the goal is not to be right. The goal is to get it right. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about how do we get this yeah. right. And I think that's a very important uh, thing. So when you come to the table and you're dealing with financial issues or unmet uh, expectation, unrealistic expectation, either of those things or, or some of the other things, communicate, uh, talk to each other. Uh, and, you know, and I think that if you do so, you can navigate through the rough waters and the challenges, even financial and economical challenges. You may have to tighten your belt a little bit during the time, but that's okay. One day, if you stick with it, you will begin to see that if you cast your your bread upon the water, it'll come back to you. I'm amen. Want to do it? <laughs> I say that bread, it'll come back to you. It will. And I was thinking about Clarence and Tamika, and you fast forward twenty twenty three. He's not only a pastor. Come on here. But he's an entrepreneur. What you say? And together they are in business. In Latonia. A thriving business. I, in fact, tell us that. Tell us the name of your uh, a store. He has a man. Listen, he's got a store, and I'll tell you a little bit more when I come back. Uh, Claire, tell us a little bit about your business. It's uh, the name is uh, LC Supply uh, LLC. We're located in Conyers, Georgia, and um, it's a it's a somewhat of a retail uh, bin store liquidation. Uh, but we have pretty much new products. Oh that yes, we are able to give out, uh, sell for forty percent, some at fifty percent of the original price of the product. And listen, I'm telling you right now, uh, you know that their uh, store, which is a ministry within itself, has been a blessing to several churches uh, within our organization, and certainly to our church here at Riverside. Uh, uh, itself and then to Valerie and I uh, personally uh, yes. as well and man we went down to that store I think about a week ago and man I almost lost my mind uh, man, uh, man. A shopper, you know, listen man I almost had to pull myself out of there you, you know
know, and he was steady talking about, well, did you see this over there? I said, man, don't show me nothing else. Don't, don't show me nothing else, man. And, you know, we were driving back down the road, and I couldn't even see the, through, through the back window. And we were loaded down. As soon as I got, I, I was on the way home, I called Deacon Little and said, man, I need you to get the truck and go down there. I got some stuff waiting on me. Uh, down. But I'm telling you right now, uh, and especially for anything, you almost have anything down there. You know, tell it, if, he, if you think you need it, you probably want to check to see if he's got it first before you go somewhere else. And I'm telling you, it will uh, it will bless you. But, you know, I was looking at those counters and kitchens, counters and and all of that stuff. I said, man, you can do a, you can totally renovate your home uh, uh, down here. And and we're looking forward um, to doing so. Uh, but look at that. Look at that F- from the two years initially. And the struggle financially with that and him not having a job. And God said, no, I don't want to give you a job. You know, what I want to do is give you a, a ministry. I want to give you your own. So you're not having to work for somebody. I'm going to fix it so you can hire others. Yes. Come on, Zion. And then what God said, you, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. I'm going to make you the lender and not the borrower. And they are living examples of the word of God. God, yes. and now you. That's, that's, he said his wife can have things and do things, and he's able to provide. Now, what if she had just walked away in those right, lean years, on. gave it up in them lean years? So I tell marital couples, especially newly married, you newly married, and you've been married a year two years, three years, listen, that is too soon to be talking about anything that got to do with maybe we don't need to be together. You ain't even got into the heart of marriage yet. You, you, you just now growing and developing and learning each other. And there's going to be mistakes along the way. There are going to be challenges along the way. There are going to be some things that you wish you had done better and shouldn't have done. But if you stick with it, there's hope. They are living examples that they're still hope. And I tell you, I am enjoying talking to them. Listen, listeners, remember, if you have a question or a comment for us, you can always email that comment to KTFB podcast. That's KTFB podcast at gmail.com. It's been a great discussion. You can listen to the podcast each Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Simplecast, and follow us on Twitter at Keep the Fire Burning.